to Season 3, Episode 18 of Restore Freedom Weekly. We invite you to join us today as we stream live on YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. We'll be taking your calls to discuss our most recent content videos, including Is God and Government Constitutional? What is Common Law? Is the Establishment Clause Erroneous? Tips and tricks in using your state legislature's website. Income taxes not legally required? Who is charged with what in the Georgia election interference case? Who pled guilty to which charges in that Georgia election interference case? What are the far-reaching implications of those four guilty pleas? Is U.S. involvement in foreign wars and finances constitutional? Is the media not allowed in Trump's D.C. criminal trial? Hello, this is constitutional attorney Catherine Henry. Join our live conversation on this important topic by posting in the live chat or calling in to 616-303-0093. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. I'm Constitutional Attorney Catherine Henry. Thanks for joining us today. Um, <laughs> uh, nice to see the um, comments start coming in for those of you who are already joining us. And uh, yes, Emma is quite adorable. I'll admit for half a second, Lori, I thought you were talking about me. And then I remembered that Emma's in the video. So obviously you're talking about her, um, but hey, she came from somewhere, right? So she had to get it from someone and uh, I don't have to give that credit to Mike. So anyway, um, like I said, I'm constitutional attorney, Catherine Henry. Uh, hello and welcome to this 18th episode of season three of Restore Freedom Weekly. Uh, we ended up doing a change up on seasons um, we were going by calendar year, so we started at the very beginning of 2022 with season one, and we were doing a weekly show, and then we started doing those Constitution segment recap videos. Uh, then in the beginning of 2023, we started season two, and uh, same format pretty much, just a little bit of tweaking here and there, um, but through the course of a whole bunch of different events, um, things going on in our personal lives and some feedback from some of you as viewers and commenters on our YouTube channel and other social media platforms. Uh, there was a request to do a little bit more uh, of the 10 minute kind of videos. Um, and then uh, some of you, of course, said that you still wanted to see the, um, the, live, the live streams and be able to have that dialogue and that back and forth. So um, at any rate, um, yeah, so that's what we're doing now. So we've started season three, I want to say just under two months ago. And uh, this is the second time that we've been able to live stream with the ability to actually take live phone calls. So I'm going to encourage you today to go ahead, give us a call, even if you've never called into a radio show or TV show or anything like that before, go ahead, give us a call. We have um, a lot of you that are joining in the comments on uh, YouTube and I think on Facebook, I think I had seen some. Um, it is, this programming is a little bit different than what we had been using directly before where I could see all of the comments and I could scroll at any time and see everything 
all in one place. Uh, what you see on my screen is what I see in front of me. So if your comments have already scrolled up, I and I didn't address it, I'm not ignoring it. It's just that it went too quick. And in a little bit, once we get our first caller, I'll probably switch the screen so the comment section is a little bit bigger and it keeps that conversation flowing a little bit easier on all ends. But just to remind you guys, um, like we started off the intro video there a few minutes ago, uh, we got a lot that we could talk about today. Um, I put out several, um, I wanna say maybe nine, uh, content videos that um, were um, anywhere from, I think the shortest might have been a little over five minutes and the longest was 15 minutes. I know, I know it's not the 10 minutes, but hey, it's less than uh, the typical one to two hours that this live show was every week. So um, at any rate, we had, um, uh, let's see, Big Bad John, uh, don't worry about it. Um, the intro is uh, covering pretty much what I was just about to tell you right now again. And so the topics that we talked about since our last live show would be what we've covered in the new shorter episodes that were numbered 8 through 17. So those topics, is God in government constitutional? What is common law? Is the establishment clause erroneous? Uh, tips and tricks in using your state legislature's website. Are income taxes not legally required? Who is charged with what in the Georgia election interference case? Who pled guilty to which charges in the Georgia election interference case? What are the far-reaching implications of the four guilty pleas in the Georgia election interference case? Is U.S. involvement in foreign wars and finances constitutional? Think of Hamas. Think of uh, Ukraine. There's all kinds of stuff in uh, I know my lifetime, but even if you've never paid attention to politics before the last month or two, you got at least two of those examples that have made the headlines over and over again, um, no matter what station you listen to. And lastly, uh, is the media not allowed in Trump's D.C. criminal trial, which is also an elections interference case, uh, being prosecuted by special prosecutor Jack Smith in federal court in D.C.? So lots of topics going on, lots of different things. And yes, Lori's reminding me, um, I wrote the description and I totally forgot. It's also in the description of today's video. So whether you're watching us live on Rumble, YouTube, or um, Facebook, or you're going to catch this later on one of the podcasting platforms, you can check out the description to see all those different topics in writing that uh, we're just kind of going over today. And the the phone line is open. If you want to give us a call, go ahead and dial 616 303-0093 to start that conversation off. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, give us a call. Uh, let me see here. We got enough chat going on. There we go. I was able to fix fix it here. Um, and who do we have? Of course, we have Lori. We have John. Um, let's see, the Liberty Cause. And he reminds everybody to hit that like button when you come into the stream today. Uh, if you haven't already, also hit that subscribe button and the notification button if you're watching us on YouTube so you can get that information when we do go live. We're only going live, generally speaking, once a month. I mean, I'm not opposed to going live if there's some uh, really big news thing that uh, I'm going to be covering, something that you're going to want to see live and not just an edited uh, news clip, so to speak, of it. Um, we will gladly do that. Um, hello to Leroy Truth. Uh, oh, Leroy Truth Investigations. I love it. Um, thank you for joining us today. Uh, let's see. And 
missed. Um, let's see, uh, Big Bad John, you said all podcasts should do this. And I'm wondering exactly what part, uh, what's the this that you thought uh, we're hitting on correctly today? Because I want to make sure we keep doing that, uh, even if we make future changes. Um, love the feedback from all of you. Um, and hello to Amy. And um, all right. Uh, I'm not sure if it's also or how would you pronounce that? Uh, OSO on YouTube. Thank you for joining us. And also, thank you for promoting. Uh, sounds like you've been promoting me to the 1A community for a while. I really appreciate that. If you are a 1A um, activist, if you are a First Amendment auditor or something of that nature, uh, please call in. I mean, any of you can call in, but if you have a passion for First Amendment auditing, especially that last video I did, I don't even think that one was very big uh, or very long. I think that one might have been the five minute one. Uh, at any rate, it's whether the media is allowed in Trump's D.C. criminal trial. I think that's going to strike a chord with a lot of you, but especially those of you who are First Amendment auditors. So um, anyway, go ahead and give us a call if you want to talk about any of those. I'm just going to check comments here. Um, oh, the live phone calls. Yes. Um, well, Big Bad John. Um, oh, you saw the fundraiser for getting your license in Florida. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so I guess um, uh, um, Potion got that going somewhere on, I don't know, YouTube or social media or something. That's cool. Um, I'll have to talk to him about it and see uh, if he needs any more detail. Obviously, he doesn't if he already got it going. But um, if, if those of you who are wondering why there might be a fundraiser to, to getting my license in Florida, um, I'm licensed to practice law in the United States Supreme Court in the two federal district courts in Michigan, uh, the state of Michigan, Saginaw Triple Tribal Court. And uh, many years ago, I was also licensed in the state of Minnesota, but I'm not licensed for state courts or the lower federal district courts in Florida. And now that I live here, I have the, um, I guess, the passion to help anybody who's fighting for freedom, really anywhere, but certainly down around here where I live. And although I can continue to buy, continue to provide general constitutional advice uh, or information to people, I can't represent people in court if things go ugly when they're encountering the government, unless I'm licensed down here. So I'm willing to do it. It's another bar exam, but obviously I can pass those. <laughs> so I'm not afraid of a bar exam. Um, and um, anyway, so that's what that is all about. Um, let's see. Um, how much does the Florida license cost? Um, yes, uh, thank you for looking for it, Amy. If any of you can see it, um, uh, if any of you can find that, uh, go ahead and, and share it in the comments section uh, again here today. And uh, we'll share it out through our YouTube community page as well as, as the posts on there. Um, and other platforms. Um, so hopefully that kind of explained why I would be doing that. Um, I'm perfectly content helping with just the jurisdictions that I have right now, but um, it is a little time sensitive and harder to get in on cases such as United States Supreme Court when I'm flying solo and I'm not working with a big organization that's immediately tapped into a lot of places. So, um, oh, Looks like Lori found a GoFundMe link. And that must be what uh, Foshin set up. Um, what is his? Uh, this is a public service. That is his YouTube uh, channel. Um, 
I was forgetting for a second there, but uh, yes. Um, so Big Bad John was saying that he um, appreciates the ability to take live calls and wishes that all podcasts would do this. Um, this is the, the only way I could really make it work with a shoestring budget was to essentially do some stream forwarding and change the platform I'm actually using on my computer in order to live stream out. And so that's why I no longer have the ability to see live all the comments coming in from various places. It's supposed to be showing me uh, comments from anywhere I stream to, but we've determined that uh, YouTube is the only place that it is um, consistently showing me information. Oh, and it looks like uh, Susan Coburn said hello, and uh, Clay Coey. Um, I'm gonna say something about a couple things to both of you, but first, um, Susan, if you could let me know, if you, um, if, or just let Lori know or whatever, if you received our newsletter because your email address was one of them that it, my program just kept saying it was rejecting and um, I know you want to receive it and I, it's not telling me what the problem was. So um, if you can let me know if it ended up being a soft bounce and it cleared and we're good, then that's great. Otherwise, I'll have to look into it because I don't want to... Uh, you know, have you miss out on whatever it is in there that you were looking forward to seeing. So um, just want to check your comments and if there was anything else. Oh, okay. So he posted it in his community on YouTube. Uh, this is a public service is his channel name. So, um, and you could go to any of his stuff. He's been posting quite a bit. Um, and he started off with, uh, when I first met him, he had like a thousand followers on, or subscribers on YouTube. And now he's far surpassed me. Uh, must be nice to not be blacklisted on YouTube. But <laughs> anyway, um, he is doing um, super, uh, super awesome job in the 1A community, uh, exposing just whatever he sees, whatever he comes across. And that's awesome. So um, anyway, so Clay Coey is asking how I'm doing and if we are standing strong. Um, well, speaking of standing strong, there's a few things that we got going on that I could give you guys an update on while we're waiting for a call in. And of course, on any of those topics that I mentioned, I can yammer on, uh, you know, nonstop about any of them. And I will probably just start talking about some of them if we don't get any callers. Come on, guys. You don't know how long. I worked for months, months and months and months on trying to be able to figure out how to do the live streaming with being able to take calls on a shoestring budget and finally got all the tweaks worked out. So you guys got to give me a call. Got to call in on one of these topics at least. But anyway, in the meantime, I will let you know an update. Oh, shoot. We just got a bunch of stuff. Um, I would like you to be a regular guest on my channel. Um, awesome. Yes. The First Amendment and police ref uh, reform or perform? I'm assuming you mean reform channel, but either way, uh, yes, I would love to do that. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, that was a typo. Um, yes. And so Lori gave you our email. If any of you are ever reaching out and you want me to be, uh, you want me to answer questions on a live stream or speak to a group of people that, you know, are freedom fighters or just waking up to what's going on and finally saying enough is enough. I'm more than happy to do that. Reach out to us at contact at restorefreedomkh.com. Don't forget the KH. Contact at restorefreedomkh.com. We'd love to be able to communicate with you guys about that. Um, a worn shoestring budget. <laughs> yes. Yes, Lori is being a little bit more accurate about what the budget is. It is a shoestring from a 
very well used pair of shoes that we picked up from the thrift store. That's the kind of shoestring budget we're on. But hey, here we are. We have the ability to take calls. So go ahead and call in. Uh, Blind Justice is asking uh, what the topics are. And uh, they're in the description of today's video for those of you just joining. But they're also in um, the, uh, well, I'll just tell you what they are. Um, they're the last nine or so videos that we've done since the last uh, the last short, nine short videos that are about 10, 15 minutes or less. Um, is God and government constitutional? What is common law? Is the establishment clause erroneous? Tips and tricks for utilizing your state legislature's website. Are income taxes legally required? Who is charged with what in the Georgia election interference case? Who pled guilty to which charges in the Georgia election interference case? The far-reaching implications of the four guilty pleas so far in the Georgia election interference case. By the way, if you only watch one of my videos from the last couple months, watch that one, please. It is heavily blacklisted on all the platforms for some reason, getting a fraction of the views of the other two that are the boring lead-up videos. That one has the pizzazz. That one has what it all boils down to. That is the one I really wanted to make but I couldn't fit them all, all that information that you really needed to have into that one video. So I broke it down into three. Um, anyway, so that one would be good to do. Um, and then finally, is U.S. involvement in foreign wars and finances constitutional? And is the media not allowed in Trump's D.C. criminal trial? But we're going to go ahead to the phone. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Is this Catherine? This is. How are you doing? Great. This is Oso420, one of your longtime subs and fans, oh. calling you from Northern California. Oh, awesome. Oh, Northern California. Uh, we need to be praying for you and your freedom fight, don't we? Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, I came from Southern California, where it's obviously very liberal, moved to Northern California, Shasta, where they profess to be Jefferson State, yet it's more draconian here than even Southern California. The sheriffs refused to wear body cams, which is one of my campaigns. I got the local police to use body cams. I spoke at the Board of Supervisors. I started a petition, and last year they conceded the Reading Police is now wearing body cams. But the Shasta Sheriff's Department, one of the oldest sheriff's departments in the United States, because this is the home of the gold rush, they were instituted in 1850, the Sheriff's Department, still refuses to use body cams today. So I was starting a campaign called Cams for Hams. Uh, but they're so powerful here with the district attorneys and the judges. It's literally a rogue county here. So I'm hoping after we get you licensed in Florida, Catherine, we get you licensed in California, and then you can come out here and help us. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm afraid of uh, all the uh, wayward anti-constitutional stuff that happens there. Um, that'd be a that'd be a quite a task. Um, I'm not afraid of taking a bar exam, but I'm afraid of setting foot in a communist state. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, again, this is a heavily Republican area. Um, Shasta County has made national news because we refused the uh, electronic voting machines, the Dominion machines. So we've made national news here demanding a uh, hand count. So, um, you know, but the sad thing is, is the great hypocrisy is that these places that, you know, say that they're a bastion of freedom actually are more draconian than they want to admit to. And definitely the corruption runs deep. But one thing I wanted to also promote is another campaign of mine, because I like giving them catchy 
funny monikers, and I called it Books for Crooks. So I got Cams for Hams, Books for Crooks. And the reason I called is to hopefully spread this. I was volunteering at my local library, and I said, what do you do when they had a book sale? And I said, what do you do with all the books that they don't, you don't sell? And they looked down and like, you know, like they were guilty, and I said, no, you throw them away? And they said, yeah. So long story short, I was falsely arrested because I filmed the sheriffs here and went through hell, but what a learning curve. And, you know, you show me an activist, I'll show you a patriot scorn. So they got me, but I learned. So the bottom line is the jail I was in was devoid of any books. And God works in mysterious ways. I delivered over a thousand books to that same jail that was going to be thrown away from my local library. So I call in to tell people as they audit or just for any reason, go to your local library, ask them, hey, what do you do with the leftover books? And you can single-handedly make a difference in old age homes, homeless shelters, children's hospitals, jails, and it's great for the environment, great for society. And the only thing is jails only take soft covers for, you know, safety reasons. And sadly, I'm having a hard time finding homes for books in general. But as an as a educated person yourself, you know, I'm sure you could see the value in this program. So oh, yeah. I wanted to just talk. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's um, I'm a homeschooling mom. And uh, when we started this mission with Restore Freedom a few years ago, we were selling pocket constitutions at cost, but just to be a source where people can come and get their pocket constitutions. Um, it was, you know, I'm, I'm a one woman shop, so it's uh, <laughs> it's a little too much to take on some of that when we were sending out hundreds of constitutions while trying to put together the videos, while trying to write legal briefs and everything else in between. But um, yeah, it's very important that we get people, I would say we need to make sure of what we're um, sharing out, because as I'm sure you're well aware, even if you're not a parent, uh, there's been some stuff exposed recently about how the um, even in public libraries, you have some of the nastiest stuff, even in the kids sections, uh, that should not, I mean, does, does not need to be paid for with our tax dollars. And so if they're giving you, you know, the worn beat up copies of things and you're disseminating them, especially to schools or, you know, um, homeless shelters or something of that nature, uh, some of that might need to be reviewed just to make sure it's not, uh, some liberal, um, policy crap that, you know, we're inadvertently shoving it at people susceptible to, you know, just wanting to read, just wanting to learn anything. But um, sure. I mean, I, you know, children, definitely there should be restrictions. But, you know, as far as adults go, I think the freedom of speech also extends itself to, you know, literary works or whatever. Let the let the reader decide. But children should be protected from smut for sure that they are putting in the schools. But you know what, Catherine, I sincerely believe that you are going to grow. I've seen your slow growth. I thought it would happen a lot quicker, but I do know that you are bringing one of the most valuable resources to our community, and that's legal help because, you know, a lot of us activists, 
I mean, very few of us are legal scholars like yourself or licensed attorneys. So, uh, you know, and we're doing our best to learn on our own and share the knowledge amongst ourselves, which is the beautiful part of it. But to have a licensed attorney bring their skills when most attorneys only care about money is such a refreshing change that I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart how much you are appreciated. And I just can't wait to see. And hopefully you, in the future you win some groundbreaking lawsuits so some of that you know resources can be funded into your your movement and and what you're doing because you honestly deserve it and i'm telling you the 1a you're gonna your channel's gonna blow up soon watch i know it so i just wanted to call in basically let you know about those programs be that caller get you started everybody needs to call in i can't read the chat when i'm calling but blind justice has a great story to tell leroy investigations is out there bringing it with class and intelligence first amendment audits there's a lot of great people this is a public service that's how i saw him posting on you and i don't see a lot of them posts on you so now as they start sharing your channel i can see big growth coming in short term and you honestly deserve it so thank you catherine i want to wish you a great day well thank you very much for calling in and for all the support it means a lot all right have a wonderful day yes you too All right, guys, so um, I have to remember to learn how to switch my scenes here in uh, the broadcasting software I'm using. You have to bear with me. It's like I said, it's a different software than what we've been using for the last year and a half. So uh, a little bit of changes to be able to have more functionality. But uh, at any rate, it looks like somebody was asking about um, me taking on federal cases um, as an attorney who's not licensed, I'm assuming you're talking um, pro hoc vice. Uh, well, I'm, I'm. I don't know if you're asking about me coming in uh, into a jurisdiction that I'm not licensed in. As long as I'm getting co-counsel who is licensed in a jurisdiction, for example, that's what Sidney Powell did uh, when Attorney Scott Hagerstrom, who's a friend of mine in Michigan. Uh, when Sidney Powell was filing uh, documents in um, over the election matters in the state of Michigan in 2020, my friend Scott Hagerstrom was one of the, I believe, two uh, Michigan attorneys who uh, put his name to things to be able to assist in the filing of, of those cases. Um, so I'm, you know, always willing to, you know, make some new connections with attorneys who are local in other jurisdictions. I, I'm always willing to coach other attorneys get them to think outside of the box of the the typical way that we're as attorneys were were trained to think and and uh, write and research about and to bring it back to the basics to bring it back to the constitution to bring it back to the fact that we the people had the ultimate control and authority in our country not the government officials not the judges not the lawyers not the politicians they all work for us and so if you have if you are an attorney who's just starting out or just starting to realize how messed up our system really is uh or you know of an attorney who would like to uh you know just start anew and work in the freedom fight, I'm more than willing to help coach people, um, attorneys, especially in those areas. Um, all right. So, um, let's see, um, getting associated with a local council who is licensed in a jurisdiction that you aren't. Okay. So, um, I'm not sure if, uh, blind justice, then if I ended up answering your question or if you had a more specific aspect to the question that I have failed to address here. Um, 
And just uh, so you know, Mr. Henry, Mr. Michael Henry, if you are watching uh, right now, or if you're just catching this later, if you don't uh, join the chat or call in or something, you're going to be in the doghouse because you know there's some good stuff that we got to talk about today. And you and I get really going in our conversations sometimes. So uh, if we have a, a, a gap in calls from other callers, you know you got to be calling in, mister. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so back to um, Clay Coey on Facebook. He had, oh, before I do that, I'm going to double check. Um, okay, so saying I have a new message, but I'm not, it's not showing me what the new message is. So anyway, um, Clay Coey was asking me if I was uh, staying strong and it reminded me that I do have an update for you guys. Um, so those of you who are new to me won't know much of what I'm talking about. So I'll try to fill in the blanks as quickly as I can. But those of you who have been following me for quite a while know that uh, we've had some issues with the city of Ormond Beach down here for a while now. And uh, we've had actual legal stuff um pending with them for over a year and uh, oh there mr henry goes oh sure he's been listening on rumble <laughs> um but anyway um let's see so California, i love it anyway um so in our fight against the city of ormond beach uh they have very selective enforcement of their um their codes and their ordinances here and they also have, just like I can guarantee you almost any jurisdiction across the entire country, the codes and ordinances go so far above and beyond what the purpose of government is, what the authority of government is to do. Uh, but at any rate, there's lots of issues. And um, what they've decided is that they don't like my privacy fence, my pavers, and I have two small shipping containers uh, because down here we don't have a basement, we don't have a garage, things that we're used to, we don't have a usable attic, um, things like that. So uh, we have these two shipping containers and I've given them fair notice of the plethora of statutes and actual other city codes and uh, constitutional provisions, state constitutional provisions, U.S. constitutional provisions, part of our city charter, which is the city's constitution, all kinds of things out there that say, uh, not only do I have the right to have my, my own property enclosed and to preserve my property using these three things, um, but also they don't have the right to come on my property, they don't have the right to tear up my property, and they literally think that they, the city of Ormond Beach thinks that they can hire an independent contractor to come and rip all that out. But before I go on with that, we have somebody calling in. Good afternoon, caller. How are you today? Hey, Catherine. It's Mike with Blind Justice. Oh. Hi. Hey. How's it going? Good. Good. I, I'm hearing, an, I feel like a slight um, delay, so hopefully it's not going to be an issue, but... Um, what topic did you want to discuss today? Let's go with the, uh, foreign wars topic. Ah, yes. So for those of you, uh, who want to kind of follow along with, um, the shorter videos that we did, that would be, if I'm counting backwards, hopefully I'm getting it right. Uh, season three, episode 16, I did a video, U.S. Involvement in Foreign Wars and Finances, Is It Constitutional? So uh, did you happen to have a chance to watch that video yet? 
I think, yeah, I think I gave it a listen. And what did you think? What were some of the things that jumped out at you that you wanted to talk about today? Yeah. I, th I think this, it's, it's so silly as, as a military veteran, you know, like the, the prerequisite for the job is an oath to the Constitution. <laughs> uh, yep. I, think, I think that's basically the premise of what I wanted to talk about. Like, and, it, and it's the same thing with law enforcement, it's the same thing with, with any, any uh, government job or office that requires an oath to the Constitution. Which is all of them. Every single government right. job. <laughs> well, I mean, I, not, not necessarily. I mean, if you're the janitor at the city hall, you're not, you're not you know. If, oh, if no. Oh, no. Every single government official. For example, I'll just pick on the state of Michigan because I have that stat. The, there's a particular statute and part of the Constitution. Um, Article 11, Section 1 of the Michigan Constitution, along with uh, Michigan Statute 15.151, spells out that even if you're a volunteer, and it's the example I use is if you're a janitor at the local elementary school one day a month just volunteering, you are still required to take the constitutional oath in order to serve in that role. And most really? Oh, yes. And most jurisdictions across the U.S. have state statutes explicitly spelling that out, that no matter what, if you're volunteering, whether you're getting paid, whether you're in the legislative, executive, or judicial function, whether you're a janitor, whether you're the governor, if you are working in government at any level, you have a duty, an obligation to take that constitutional oath before you can start that, that work in whatever capacity. Now, now, what about a contractor? What about a what? A contractor, like uh, the city wants to contract out for security, for instance, like they, they pay a Allied Universal or whatever, some security firm. So those, would, that, would, you, would, would you say that that mandate for them to have a, an oath to the Constitution applies also to the security guard? Uh, I would. Anybody, and you know, there's, I hate talking about cases or case precedent, as some people call it, case law. Um, but if you look at enough cases throughout the years, there's talk about... Um, and of course, the terms are escaping me, but basically, you know, typical governmental functions, if it's something that's a typical governmental function and it is being contracted out and done by some sort of private or quasi private organization, it's still being considered um, actions by the state, so to speak, or yeah. you know, municipality. And so if you have state action happening, then it's being done by um in that sense, quasi-government employees or quasi-government officials, right. and, and they're required to do anything on behalf of the government uh, with that constitutional oath having already taken place. You, you can't serve the government, you can't serve the people in our constitutional republic unless you've taken an oath to support and defend the U.S. Constitution, for sure. Right. Okay, so, so the question, I guess, is like, where does the rubber meet the road? You know, there, there is this... Uh, You have this political realm, then you have like this judicial realm, and then you have like the, the realm that the majority of people live in, which is neither of those, right? Right. Uh, however, these, these things overlap, right, when, when they involve the, uh, I guess not the, the other branch, the executive branch, right? When, when they have the enforcers knocking on their door, or like in your case, putting a citation on your door or saying, hey, you owe us money for your fence. Uh, so, so that's like... That's when it. That's when people actually see it happening in their life. Is is 
is when it's way too late, right? When you have the enforcers coming by trying to extort money off of you or uh, pulling you over to, to take your money or at, or at, at the end of the gun. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess let me, let me try to hone down my question here. With the age that we're in, where people, by and large, don't go around thinking about government, that they don't, they don't wake up in the morning and before they use any of their um, appliances, they don't, they don't think, oh, what are the legislations, what are the laws regulating how I can use my appliance in my, in my household, right? We don't, we don't think like that as humans. Like, we don't think, what are the rules preventing me from doing the thing that I just normally do, right? It just happens. It, it, it may so happen to be that there are however many thousands of codes or statutes in this state that some, somebody may try to enforce upon me. And if they, if they do it, then I'll deal with it then. So I think by and large, people try to ignore the government as much as they can. And we're also in this age where to do anything online or on an app, um, you have this click to accept terms and service, like you're agreeing to this contract. And, and so with that being like the current setting, like, do you, do you think that an oath to the Constitution actually means anything anymore? Um, and, and, and so it's, that's a, it's a two-part question. Like, do you, do you really think it means anything? Um, or do you think it means something maybe just strictly in the uh, legal realm and not in practice? Like, in, in reality, people just click on things all the time. They agree to things, contracts all the time, but, but not really. They don't really know what they're agreeing to. Um, 100%, it means something um, uh, to have an oath. It, it means something. A contract means something. And uh, it's just the the hard part is figuring out how can we hold them accountable when they violate their oath or when they don't take the when they literally haven't even taken the oath. In either sense, yeah. um, it's finding that way to hold them accountable. And depending on the circumstances, depending on the level of government, if we're talking about city or county or state or federal, if we're talking about the legislative branch, judicial branch, um, executive branch, depending on what we're talking about, the way to have that accountability looks different. And um, I've talked about it in, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of videos by now in the last few years. Um, there's not really a Staples easy button that's just a one-stop shop for accountability, you know, um, right. but it's, it's all about staying engaged and staying, um, on top of things. We, the people hold that, um, ultimate control and authority, but if we're not yielding that, if we're not exercising that authority, then the government officials in, in any branch at any level are just going to do whatever they want to. We need to make a show of force and show up to the steps of the Capitol for a protest <clears throat> or fill the room of a legislative committee hearing. Uh, it sucks for me now that in Michigan, you know, we lived an hour, hour and a half away from the Capitol here. It's like four and a half hours one way for me to get to the Florida State Capitol. And uh, yeah. it's just it's 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 practically impossible. I, I went once. I would love to go more. Um, but uh, at any rate, it's all about trying to find a way to be effective. Now, the problem is in the more we wake up, the more we realize that, you know, and I look in every scenario and I'm like, OK, whether you're talking about you know, court system at a circuit court level or the courts at a federal court level or, uh, you know, the, my local mayor or our governor or, you know, the president. I mean, ever, there's so many ways that you see uh, people violating their oath of office, violating the Constitution. And it's like, where do we start? It's overwhelming. And you can't be effective if you're spread too thin. 
Um, that's why right. I talked about this year in, um, I think I brought it out in December, but kind of hammered on it again in January of this year. I called it three for 2023, trying to get people to focus on three topics, no more than three topics. If it's less, that's fine. But even one, even uh, a particular one, like Second Amendment, for example, could be huge in and of itself and it can be overwhelming. So no more than three topics to be able to really put the blinders on and go, okay, it's going to be within my wheelhouse. You could change your three for next year. You could change your three for the year after that or whatever. But that way you have one year to focus on those topics that are most important to you. Maybe it's First Amendment auditing. Maybe it's, you know, just generally speaking, the the freedom of the press or freedom of speech or freedom of religion or whatever it might look like. Um, but that way, no matter who's coming into your realm and trying to trample all over that particular right, you can focus a little bit better. Or maybe somebody wants to focus just entirely on their city government and just start going to every single city council or, or uh, city commission, as it's called in my area in Florida, um, you know, go to those governmental meetings, read the meeting packets. When I was um, most recently in Michigan, I was a township trustee. I was on the, the local board of the seventh largest township in the entire state of Michigan. And we had uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and, and once I got on the board, meetings went from 15 minutes on average to three, four hours on average because I wasn't going to take their shit. Um, I was going to yeah. read the law. I was going to read the Constitution. I was going to actually read every single page of the meeting packets. And then if we had to vote to approve something that one of the, the board, lower boards or commissions like the Planning Commission or whatever had done, I was going to read their packets and all the notes and things that came out of those meetings to know how they arrived at that decision and make sure that I had all the supporting materials because that's our job. And what were we getting paid? I want to say it was like, you know, a thousand dollars a year or something like that. I mean, it really, it didn't cover right. the expenses of printing all the paper and doing all the stuff and going to all the meetings. Um, so it's not about that. Um, but it's about doing your civic duty and that's what we need more of. So can it be done all the time at all the levels in all the ways? No, it's, it's a never ending battle if you look at it that way, but can you have real effective change if you're focusing, you know, on say medical freedom, and you're joining up with, you know, Moms for Liberty or Michigan for Vaccine Choice or Children's Health Defense or something of that nature. Or, you know, you focus on Second Amendment issues or something like that. Um, there's a way to have um, bring in that accountability. And maybe it's talking about recalls. I don't know if you've heard recently, but um, I think it was Green Township, Green Charter Township in um, Michigan and in, in the central-ish Michigan uh, where they were trying to put in the the China battery plant. And I want to say it was either five or seven member board. And it was a seven member board. They all voted in favor of it, despite everybody, uh, the whole community coming out in droves and speaking against it and saying, what are you doing? First of all, we don't want China to own any part of our land. And we don't want this battery plant that the governor's calling to bring in all these jobs, because what is it going to do to our environment? I mean, the Democrats are huge on all these environmental control issues, but yet they're encouraging bringing in a battery plant like, hello. Uh, at any rate, they did a recall and they had a, a recent election just last week and they were able to recall. I want to say they recalled five 
and they succeeded in recalling and electing all new five members and the two remaining members quit once they saw the election results. They have a whole <laughs> brand new board. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, if it's okay with you, I see somebody else that tried to call in, in a minute ago and I'm going to give them a shot to ask a question or comment on something. Um, so I thank you for calling in and I'm going to ask, uh, you know, call in next time too. Uh, and, yeah, uh, just, just to, to recap that video uh, for my initial question, foreign wars and foreign involvement into like uh, finances, like trying to strong, essentially economic warfare, not constitutional, right? Not constitutional at all. And um, hopefully Lori right. can remind me, um, I'll come back and recap on that once I um, uh, grab this person calling from a Michigan area code and, and get their question too. But yeah, I'll definitely cool. touch on that. So thank you very much. I really appreciate you calling in today. Have a great day. Thanks. All right. So let's see if I'm smart enough to call this person back. Um, maybe not. Hang in there with me, guys. We're going to call back the person who's tried to call in a couple times. And. Hello, this is Clay. Oh, this is Clay. Oh, hi, Clay. How are you today? Who's this? Lori? No, this is Catherine. I saw the number calling Cat in twice. Henry, oh my God in heaven. How have you been? I've, I'm doing great. You're you're live on the show right now. That's good, because you're sounding good on your show live right now. I like it. Very good job. <laughs> All right. Did you have a question or comment you wanted to talk about in specific, uh, you know, in particular today? No, I like what you're saying. A friend of mine who watches my show turned me on to your show, and I'm like, this is great. I love the fact you have the call-in format. So the question I had was, all the ideas you are saying are fantastic. Now, you and I trod a lot of miles in 2020 and 2021 together. How are we going to winnow down so that if Cat Henry is leading the charge, not all these little low-level acolytes keep trying to bite your ankles. That's what destroyed the movement in 2020 through 2021, and you know it. So what I'm asking is, my friend, how do we get everybody marching that way, one way? Because you definitely know the law. Always have. We've been marching this crap since Mankey. But my question to you is, how do we keep these people from some ankle biting and snaking and snarping and divisionist factions that go on within our side of the party and allow the voice of the leadership like you to lead? Well, um, you're always, unfortunately, you're always going to have people in any kind of movement who are in it for the wrong reasons. And you have people, you know, like say um, the executive director of a particular Michigan so-called freedom organization. I won't name names. You know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. Who, you know, they hated me. They hated me too, Kat. Don't worry about it. You can speak freely. Yep. Oh, yeah. So um, I can't figure out why there's the animosity, why there's the hate, why other freedom fighters have been told we're going to blacklist you and we're going to do this and do that to you. If you if you're friends with or work with this organization or, if you know, if you have anything to do with Catherine Henry or Restore Freedom, then we're not going to have you speak at our events or we're going to you know, whatever, we're going to cut you off in the freedom movement. I don't get why that's a thing, but it is. And and quite frankly, we're never going to be able to control what anybody else does. I mean, I've always tried to kill those people with kindness. 
Uh, I've tried to participate and work together. It, it is super frustrating. The divisiveness is, is terrible because how can we win against those who are truly on the other side if we're not going to work together and build those forces? Michigan did so much through 2020, and it could have been even more, but it accomplished so much. And there's hundreds of thousands, millions of people in Michigan that started speaking up and, and doing some activism work and it, whether it's just starting to vote for the first time or whether it's, you know, being a, a poll watcher or whether it's circulating a petition or, you know, uh, starting their own county freedom group of some kind, a We the County or a Stand Up Michigan uh, Kent County chapter or something of that. They, there's so many different things that we saw people doing in, in mass numbers in Michigan while working towards the same common goal of stopping the governor and stopping the legislature, stopping the attorney general and the secretary of state from trying to shut down our freedoms and, you know, stop us from um, Second Amendment carrying and all the other things that were going on in 2020. Those are um, we're, we're going to get a lot more done if we could do so without the infighting from the same side. But how do you stop it? I don't know. I really don't know. I guess you just try to let it go in one year and out the other and you just keep trying to go. But uh, I've definitely been blacklisted by the power hungry psychopaths within the freedom movement for sure. And, you know, we could have done if that particular organization that we're speaking of that I'll, I'll just keep having it rename, uh, remain nameless uh, for purposes of this conversation. <laughs> But if they had simply joined in, instead of attacking me and try to cut out my you know, legs from underneath me, if they would have joined in the Restore Freedom Initiative and helped us to get the remaining signatures we needed to get on the ballot in 2020 or even the ballot for 2022, the Michigan Constitution wouldn't be this communist conglomeration of evil and, and hatred and, and nastiness and tyranny. It would have been freedom because although they would have Correct. been introducing all this bullshit, uh, they would have had in there stuff about following the Constitution. There would have been easy guidelines. There would have been automatic standing. You know, one of those things that people get thrown out of court uh, in many of these freedom fighting cases. Courts will say, well, you don't have standing. You don't have some special injury that makes you different or distinct from the rest of the public. Well, hey, if the government is screwing over the entire public, then maybe there should still be a court case. Like what on earth does it make sense to say, well, the government is abusing everyone uh, over whom it's exercising jurisdiction. So therefore, there's no standing for any one particular person to bring a case. I mean, that's just absolutely ridiculous. But that's what happened. So if if that particular group had joined on board, we would have been able to make a change that would have started a domino effect across the entire country. And they chose not to do that. Instead, they chose to pat themselves on the back, turning in their um, their uh, unlock one petition uh, with the signatures on October 2nd, 2020, the very same day the Michigan Supreme Court came back and ruled that that law, uh, you know, the um, uh, um, Emergency Powers of Governor Act from 1945 was declared unconstitutional anyway. Yep. So, but, you know, let's, I mean, I was the one that, you know, argued for free in that case in the Michigan Supreme Court and, and did countless briefs to argue against any of the use of any I, of those I laws, know because I had about I had about 15,000 ballots in my garage here for you. <laughs> and I, I, I got tired of running to friggin Hudsonville. I can promise you that. <laughs> 
So that is that is exactly the point, Catherine. And I remember interviewing you on the old old show back in June of 2020. And my, your voice is great right now on the radio. You know that, okay? And I've been doing this crap since 92, but I love how you're sounding. You sound strong and confident, and you now have been through the ringer. But what you said there is extraordinarily telling. People got to stop on our side eating each other. Okay, that's how we lose. Even if we have petty disagreements, because the same folks that hated you hate me too. And this crap happened back in August and September of, of 2020. That's, that's water under the bridge. But the greatest ideas of all come from the folks that were there on day one. That was you and me and about 10,000 others, Kevin Skinner. You can name them down the line. And where did they all go? We all scattered. And that's very sad. So <clears throat> I would love to have you. Now, I've been on your show. <laughs> Thank you to Susan in like Flint Coburn, by the way, who's wanting a shout out right now because she said cats live and she knows I love you. We talk about you on my show. But the bottom line is we've got to stop on our side doing that ridiculous destruction and what do they call it? Uh, politics of personal destruction yeah. on our side because it's destroying our movement. I watched it happen all the way from Fremont until 2021. And by that point, it's like, screw this crap. It's ridiculous. You're fighting for nothing. It's like fighting for Pickett's Charge. When we regroup, because we were there on day one in April of 2020, Operation Good Luck, you had 100,000 people downtown in Lansing. There's not 100,000 conservatives in Lansing. But we were all there, lined up, and it looked like New York City. If we don't get back there, my friend, we're going to lose this. So I'm so glad that you did this, okay? And I'm really glad that in like Flint, Susan Coburn, that's what I call her, in like Flint, she'll get it because I know she's listening now. But the bottom line, these voices, too many of them, that for themselves busted apart your movement, my movement, her movement, her movement, Kevin's movement, Garrett's, whoever, you could name them down the line. Whether you agree with them 100% or not, it became so tribal and fractious, and that is exactly how big government wants us. Tribal and at war with each other. We are easier to defeat if we are tribal because we're doing our dirty work for them. Dividing but we work Congress. together, we're unstoppable. Absolutely. Ma'am, I want to thank you for your time. Great show. And your voice is so much better. Remember June 2020 when you did the show with me? That was great. Uh, I did that's my basement. I did that's my basement on the old Eagle and Badger show. Oh my God. <laughs> you uh, sound great now. You keep it up. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Um, and, and, and you have an open invite to my show, ma'am. Anytime you like. Cat, keep it rolling. All Anytime right. you need help, you know where to find me. Okay. Thank you very much. Yes. Sounds good. Have a great day. Bye now, dude. Keep it rocking. Bye. All right, guys. So um, if you um, want to give us a call, 616-303-0093, we'd love to take your call. I think I was able to uh, call back uh, the only person that I had seen call in a couple of times. Um, oh, of course, as soon as I close that, we have a caller calling in. So give me a second here. Good afternoon, caller from Florida. Hey, Catherine. How you doing? <laughs> Oh, I recognize that voice. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. 
Yeah, you know, I just, I was listening to uh, Blind Justice, who, by the way, I know has done some fantastic work. And um, I, I really just kind of wanted to, to dovetail off of what he was talking about with some things that are going on right here in our own backyard. One that you'll love, uh, our new mayor down here, who I believe you met in my home around this time last year, has gone so far to the dark side now as to be on board with an ordinance that would allow code enforcement to come and barge their way in your house to check to see if your dog has adequate food and water. And he who, thinks that who is your mayor? Santiago Avila. No, yes, and not only did I meet him, I had him on my show, remember? I interviewed him when he was freshly elected. He has gone completely to the dark side, and I don't know what's going on with him, but... Um, yeah, I mean, literally, we, we didn't have a budget. I mean, they voted on a budget, unlawfully voted on a budget that did not exist. The budget that they finally just put out for the public is still missing items, right? But yet they were able to take oh, around two, two and a half hours to have a workshop on this ordinance for uh, for animals, you know, for dogs, so that code enforcement can come and knock down your door if they believe your dog doesn't have fresh water. And I mean, if you go back and watch this meeting, some of the stupidest things in the world were said. And we had one commissioner up there, Jody Lee, that, I mean, he really kind of drove how stupid this whole thing was home. He literally asked the director, one of the directors of code enforcement. So if I've got a parrot that's a tropical animal and it's outside and it's over 85 degrees, I have to have an air conditioner for the parrot. And they looked at him and said, yeah. Now, at the same time, they had somebody from the sheriff's department there telling them, we can't enforce this. But that did not deter them from moving forward with it. Lovely. Well, yeah, so I'm going to talk about the um, the most obvious there. There's this little thing in the Constitution. It's called the Fourth Amendment. And it protects us from unreasonable searches and seizures uh, without there being uh, a warrant that has a signed affidavit, sworn affidavit submitted with it uh, that indicates the specifics of the things to be seized and to be searched. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole concept, you know, there has to be probable cause in order for a warrant to issue, uh, things of that nature. So, um, it's very disturbing that the people of any any party, uh, Republican, Democrat, Independent, um, but at, at the federal government level, at the state government level or local level, where they apparently don't even know how to read the Constitution. I'm guessing at this point they don't know how to spell the word Constitution because well, that's a huge this, Fourth Amendment violation. <laughs> What's that? This commission that we have here, they, they do not. They, they do not know how to read it. They don't know how to spell it. And everything that I thought that Santiago had learned about it, apparently he has completely forgotten. I, I don't know whether he got hit on the head. I don't know what happened. But like I said, he just, you know, and I mean, and it's, and it's so far beyond even something that's not even an ordinance yet. Just them kicking this absurd idea around. Right. Um, when we talk about this oath that they take. But yet you can't get public records. They'll fight you. The only thing that they really seem to understand is, you know, court order. That's it. You know, and literally 
the, 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 you know, the new phrase is sue us. Everybody, you know, in every form, in every level of government that we have here in this county, it's if you don't like what we're doing, sue us. And it shouldn't be that way that we have to go to the courts to, you know, to seek relief because our elected uh, representatives just flat out refuse to follow the law. Right. And we have a very, very strong sunshine law in, in the state of Florida. And these people just, you know, and it's not just in this city. It's in your city. It's in Daytona, Daytona Beach Shores, um, Port Orange. It doesn't matter where you go in this county. You go and try and get public records, especially ones that will be embarrassing to them. And they are going to fight you tooth and nail. And they are going to break the law until a judge tells them that they are no longer allowed to break the law. And they simply do not care anymore. This is where we're at at this point. Yeah. Well, um, quick uh, hi to Adam, who's joining us on Facebook. Uh, Thanks for chiming in and and joining us today. Um, Yes, so um, we didn't identify, but uh, this here, um, this is the Liberty Cause that is joining us today. Uh, And Mr. Liberty Cause has been fighting for freedom for quite a while and keeping an eye on what's happening uh, locally as well as uh, statewide and um, nationally as well. Um, but yeah, this he's just, if those of you are just tuning in, he's been highlighting what's happening just in our very own county on a citywide level where he's at, but also in the county as a whole and uh, how, you know, the oath of office is pretty much um, being trampled all over and they, they just, they don't care. It's, it's a lack of understanding it's also a lack of of care whether they, you know they don't care if they do understand the constitution they look at for their corporate counsel or legal counsel to well can we do this oh okay well you know what when you take an oath of office that oath doesn't mean you go and ask your corporate counsel or you know the city attorney or whatever whatever you're calling it these days in your community you don't look to the attorney to go can i do this no you read the damn constitution yourself if you can't read the Constitution, if you can't un- understand the Constitution, then you can't support and defend it, and you need to get out. You need to resign. You need to quit. You need to be fired, whatever it takes. And believe it or not, this this is one of the rare, I mean, we're talking rarity, where our city attorney actually got it right and told them when they're, you know, they're up there workshopping this ridiculous ordinance that... We can't do this. I mean, she literally brought up the Fourth Amendment. They didn't care, you know. And wow. finally, I, I kid you not, you can watch the meeting. She literally throws herself back in her chair, throws her pen on the desk and says, whatever, I'll write up whatever you want me to. Uh, that was her answer. So after she had tried to tell them this is not enforceable, that this is unconstitutional. And by the way, Marcia, our city attorney, I don't think that she has ever met a constitution she didn't want to trample on, but literally tried to tell them that this is unconstitutional. It, it will not pass muster. You cannot enforce it. And they still kept moving forward to the point where in frustration, she said, whatever, just whatever, tell me what you want. I'll write it up. So, I mean, even that they have now beaten down the the attorney that they're supposed to be turning to for you would hope good advice that yeah. they never get but um now one other thing and I, i'm assuming uh, i'm guessing uh, we're still going to see you guys next week for the big dinner and i've got something real big to talk to you about oh boy um i actually have pinned down 
one of our state reps, Webster Barnaby, about a bill that I am very interested in uh, working on and giving to him, taking to him, and delivering to him, and having him take to the uh, Florida House of Representatives and see if we can't do something with this. And I will talk more with you about that offline. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it publicly just yet, but offline we will talk about this bill that I've got uh, in mind. And like I said, I I have uh, Webster already on board. I uh, don't think he realized the corner he was getting painted into when um, when I was communicating with him, but um, I, I've kind of got him now by, you know, um, got him, I've got him hooked that uh, he's going to have to at least follow through with uh, taking this bill and see if we can do something with it. Okay. Well, I will definitely uh, be interested to hear all about that. Um, and thank you for giving us a call if it's all right. I have, uh, I have to get back to, I think it was Blind Justice that uh, had a question I wanted to touch back on. And um, no, somebody else. At any rate, there are two questions I needed to touch back on and, and answer. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we disconnected today? No, I guess we'll see you and the fam next week. Okay, sounds good. Well, thanks for giving us a call, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. All right. It's always a pleasure to have the Liberty Cause join us for conversation. Um, but uh, getting back to the two questions that had been asked of me. Um, so uh, actually, there's three. They're still pending the one from, from Clay Coey uh, at the beginning of the show. But um, let's see quickly here. There was the question about um, the video U.S. involvement in foreign wars and finance is constitutional. And the answer is no. There's actually zero authority for Congress or the president or certainly not the judicial branch, but there's no authority for the states or the federal government in any capacity at any branch, any level to provide any kind of foreign assistance to provide funds to foreign countries uh, or to get involved in foreign wars. If we have not declared war, we cannot wage war. And it's as fundamental and as simple as that. And if you want uh, the parts of the Constitution where we talk about what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do, uh, go ahead and check out that video. It's going to be season three, episode 16. I go into a lot more detail and and give you the citations for the parts of the Constitution that do discuss what they're allowed to do related to any kind of uh, foreign affairs or uh, issues with finances. So just wanted to be able to touch on that and answer that question. Um, and, uh, I'm not sure, uh, there's a hello coming from somebody on Rumble and I can't quite tell how to pronounce <laughs> that, that username or that handle. So I apologize, but, uh, hello back to you. Um, and, uh, let's see, uh, blind justice had asked, thanks for taking my call. Uh, do you think we could pass legislation requiring a person to pass a test on the constitution as a government job prerequisite? I think absolutely, 100% we should do that. In fact, it's something that I thought of even before COVID began, even before 2020, uh, when I was already fighting for freedom freedom and fighting against uh, some tyrannical acts that we saw. Uh, Certainly that idea exploded in my mind in 2020 as we saw Republican and Democrat alike on virtually every issue from education to breathing fresh air to not being injected uh, with experimental gene therapies to closing down your businesses, being uh, ordered to go home under you know executive orders to all the craziness that unfolded in 2020 in such great proportions. 
uh, I, that idea definitely uh, came about in my mind. And so if anybody is willing to start on something like that in your own community, you want to uh, you know, get something passed, you want to have it part of your city charter, that would be the, the best, uh, most phenomenal way to really start something like this, start a movement in this regard. Uh, I would love to work with you on that. I would be more than willing to uh, be the main person writing the content on a constitution exam, uh, or even if I just need to tweak something that you've already got in the works, I'm willing to do anything with that because absolutely, if you are going to work in any part of government at all, if you're going to receive any kind of government funding for your work in any capacity, you need to understand the Constitution. Otherwise, don't. Don't have anything to do with the government. Don't take money from the government. Don't uh, try to provide services for the government because you can't serve the people if you don't understand and know how to support and defend the Constitution. Uh, so should you be tested on that? Absolutely. Um, so please, anyone, anyone everywhere. Um, oh, I saw cookies. Sorry, hold on a second. Um, there will be cookies waiting for me. Okay, well... My Florida friends know how much I value uh, homemade chocolate chip cookies. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, another one. Okay, so uh, Blue Steel, hello, and thank you for joining us from Gainesville, Florida today. Um, so Blind Justice asked, if I agree or disagree, a constitution should be treated as a code of conduct for the government worker. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that the whole point of having the constitution is to have in one place the form of government, the structure of government, the restrictions placed upon the government, where we are dishing out only certain uh, pieces of authority and power and where uh, the government has to, if you're in government, you have to go through that lens and go, do I have permission to do this somewhere in this little book right here, is there permission somewhere in the U.S. Constitution for me to take this particular action? If you do not see the, the permission to do so explicitly granted, then the answer is no, because there's no blanket grants of power or authority to any government officials at any level. That's not how we do things. And if you're not in government and you're just wondering if you have the right to do X, Y, Z, Let's put it this way. You have the right to do anything you want to do where you're not harming somebody else. You have the right to live your own life without government interference. And your job is not to look in this and find where you've been given permission to breathe without wearing a mask, where you've been given permission to go to work without being injected with experimental gene therapy, where you've been given permission to keep your business open, even if the government says, um, no, we're afraid of this bioweapon that's been released from China or whatever. You don't have to look for permission for, some, for something if you are just trying to live your own life. But if you are in the government, you 100% have to look to where you've been given permission to do anything. If you don't have the permission in the Constitution, I don't care what ordinance or state statute or even federal law there might be that supposes to give you this authority, if the Constitution does not give you the authority, then you don't have it, period. So should you be tested on it? Yes. Yeah. Should it be viewed as a code of conduct for all government em employees? Yes. Um, why are we talking about donuts and innocent pets? Wow. Sorry. There's... <laughs> I, I can't scroll back up to see what the conversation was, but apparently the chat exploded a bit. Um, okay, I'm here in Butte, Montana. And they, they are really this test. 
I'm not sure if I understand what you're saying, John. If you don't mind rewording that, I would, that'd be phenomenal. Because I think, I, I, based on what you're saying, I'm very interested to know what you're getting at. And I want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly. Um, Amy P., could an episode be done on government immunity? Corey Diggs did an amazing job on this very important topic that most are not aware of. I'm actually not sure who Corey Diggs is, but it sounds um, interesting. And governmental immunity, Lori, if you don't mind putting that on our list, um, uh, it's definitely something that we can jump into. Um, I'm going to just put it this way. Um, hopefully, um, well, about how to defend yourself before we assume that I haven't uh, delved, dove uh, into um, how to defend yourself legally on things. Uh, check out literally the five or six hundred videos uh, that I've done on various topics because I can't put it all in one video. But um, anyway, there's other um, sources being shared as well. Um, okay, I'm just trying to... Yes, exactly. Blind Justice reminds us that if you want to look for an amendment, if you want to look for something in the Constitution that tells you where your right is to do a particular act. The Ninth Amendment is the catch-all for your rights. Um, Article 1, Section 23 in the uh, Florida and Michigan constitutions as well. Good afternoon, caller. Hello, Catherine. This is John out of Butte, Montana. Oh, hi. Yes. Hi. Sorry, my spelling is trash. <laughs> I can totally understand. We can't be great at everything all the time, right? Right. So, yes, I am in on trying to get uh, what we were talking, what you were talking about and uh, Blind Justice was talking about uh, here in my own town. Awesome. We have, we have issues like you wouldn't believe. I've got EPA and Butte and the Butte Cerebo uh, County government deciding to uh, have secret meetings, no open meetings, not following open meetings law. We have a, a consent, consent decree from the EPA because of our uh, hazardous waste that we have here in Butte uh, for the over a hundred years of mining. Uh, uh, dating clear back to we supported most of the wiring in uh, copper wiring that's in your home at one time was produced out of Butte, Montana. Uh, the raw minerals came from Butte. This uh, we've had issues with open uh, trying to get uh, records. Uh, under Montana law, it's the right to know. It's not fully, uh, but it follows the same concept, which unfortunately on the state side is very bleak is the way it was written and uh, very open to interpretation, shall we say. Uh, the uh, couple meetings back, we had a constituent come to uh, the commissioners and state, hey, I want this record. They won't give me the record in a form that I can read. Uh, that form in her case would have been 
something that was able to be read to her. So it's the the form they wanted to give her was a picture of a picture of a picture of a record. And it wasn't able to be picked up by uh, the computer format to be able to read it to her. So we have violation of ADA law. I mean, it's just ongoing. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, ADA violations. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's it's extraordinary. Um, there's um, it, it, the whole, the if you really think about, you know, a, now ADA, of course, is a statute, but there's things about that that make sense where if you need a reasonable accommodation to be able to participate in a, a typical function of government, whether it's to oversee what your local legislative or executive branch is doing, or to participate in something going on in the judicial branch, you know, if you have a court case brought against you or something of that nature, and you need some sort of reasonable accommodation. Me, for example, mine was um, in fighting You're against, hearing. yeah, Allegan County, Michigan, it was, I'm hearing disabled, and they kept wearing the stupid ass masks and being behind super thick plexiglass. And I'm like, really? How is that helpful? And all I'm asking is, you know, if you want to keep your six feet distance, or at that point, the judge was like, you know, 12 feet away or something, you're behind plexiglass on top of that. Like, take your stupid mask off. He would even keep his masks on when he would refuse to let us have in-person hearings, and he was doing it by Zoom. So he's, you know, totally screwing with me on my ability to be able to hear what's going on. And it's those kinds of things um, you know, where like federal courthouses where they're not letting people in with um, any kind of electronic device if you're not an attorney and um, but people might need those for, um, you know, if you're visually impaired or hearing impaired or something of that nature and it's going to help essentially translate something for you um, and, and they just don't they deny people having those. It's it's just ridiculous the amount of things that people go through, uh, and, and it's not just judges, but the, it's just a clear example of how the government just doesn't care. And they trample on people's uh, ability to participate freely in our, you know, constitutional republic. It's just disgusting. Um, but um, you kind of mentioned quite a few things, different topics there. Um, was there a, any kind of specific question that I missed? Because I don't want to overlook something that you were trying to get me to answer if there was one in there. Uh I have brought it to uh, Lori's attention. Uh, I messaged her, but uh, I am all in on trying to get a uh, in in my in my area, at least in the local government, a resolution that would make them part of the uh, part of the employment test. A they have to know the Constitution. Okay, it's. It's completely ridiculous here, and I've asked—I've actually asked my uh, uh, the other constituents. Uh, they have no clue. Uh, this is Montana. I mean, if you—we got more guns than we do people. Uh, <laughs> I need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but yet we want to uh, uh, tread all over our First Amendment, our Second Amendment. Uh, case in point, uh, 
on the Second Amendment stuff, uh, it's been covered by the Liberty Doll. Uh, I'm sure you know who she is. Uh, Actually, don't. There is a case out of, uh, she's another YouTuber. Okay. Uh, There is a case right now of a guy in Billings, Montana, who is being, uh, being prosecuted under federal, under the federal statute for having a gun within a thousand feet of a school zone on his own, in his own yard. And I mean, can you? Can you say ridiculous? Talk. You want to talk overreach? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's many instances. It, it's just not here in my town. It's throughout Montana. It's. I mean, uh, Blind Justice has seen it. Uh, Leroy has seen it. Uh, there isn't a First Amendment auditor out there that has not seen it. Right. Uh, and anybody and anybody who pays attention uh, and doesn't put blinders on as a resident of any city should see it. No, you live in a but, city, correct? Not just a village or township or something of that nature. It's a city. Yes, it's a city. Do you guys have, have a about, city charter? We have a city charter. Uh, on that city charter, there it's. Uh, the chief executive decides to read it as he, as he sees fit, uh, and it's <laughs> uh, it's a doozy. Well, uh, I would say that your best bet, if you want to secure um, something that would last more than you know one election cycle, is not to have a requirement for a constitutional test within uh, a resolution but rather as part of the city charter. Um, and generally speaking, I mean, I haven't read yours, obviously, but generally speaking, city charters have some mechanism or some way, it might be spelled out in state law, it might be spelled out in the charter itself, about how you can modify the charter. And generally speaking, there's a way for the people to bring some sort of petition or get something going, get the ball rolling on getting the voters to vote on a change that could add something like that to your, essentially to your city constitution, your charter. I would suggest doing that. And as far as, you know, any kind of government official, uh, chief executive or otherwise reading whatever they want to in your charter, I mean, yeah, that happens unfortunately everywhere, but um, changing or adding, you know, giving any kind of teeth, uh, giving something with meaning and purpose um, into your, your charter would be, I think, the best way to go. If not, then I would go with an ordinance. And if not, then, I mean, a resolution. But resolution has the least amount of, of oomph. A resolution is not a law. It's only something that can govern how uh, the inner workings of a particular body can function, but it can't regulate the public. It can't do, you know, a number of things. Correct. So that would just be my uh, suggestion. And if you're at the... I have to thank that to you. <laughs> What's that? For me learning that. I have to thank you for for me learning that from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, and and they're all. I mean, anything's better than nothing in terms of trying to get in. You know, the the point of what you're trying to do and have a test be created and implemented that you you have to pass a test on the constitution if you're going to serve in any kind of government um, position. 
Um, the whole idea is phenomenal. So however you could do it, great. But um, you might as well start, you know, see, see what you could do, especially since it's a city that you're talking about. <laughs> Even if it's a city, you know, New York City with millions of people or whether it's a city, you know, that has a thousand people or whatever, anywhere in between, you know, there's ways to get it done. And it can help to start setting precedent on how to make those changes happen in other places um, to potentially grow, you know, into a, a bigger, you know, to your county or to your state level or things like that as well. So. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I thank you, uh, Catherine. Uh, I'm sure we, there's a lot more I could discuss, but we don't all have time. I want to give everybody else the time too. Okay. Well, and don't forget, you know, we'll be doing this every single month, at least once uh, a month. If it does take off, then starting in January, I'm not opposed to doing more of these, you know, two or three or whatever a month um, to ask or answer constitutional questions and talk about constitutional issues. Um, but at least once a month, we'll be doing it the second Tuesday of the month. So we'd love to have you join us back next time for any more thoughts or updates or anything else. So. All right. We'll be there. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. And happy Thanksgiving. You too. You too. Thanks. Bye. All right, guys. So um, let me see here. I'm going to... There. All right. Um, like I said, bear with me. I'm trying to remember how to use all the little features and buttons and, and options and things. And it's 5,000 degrees in my office right now. Um, so anyway... Um, one thing I want to do real quick is take a look. Um, there was some, oh goodness. If there were comments coming in on any of the platforms that I happen to miss, cause it's all been scrolling right past me and I've been trying to read while listening to the callers and um, uh, that kind of thing. If there's any comments that I'm missing, um, please don't ever hesitate to put it back in. Um, otherwise, um, if you want to call in with your comment or question, that's always fine too. Uh, you can reach out to us if it's something that would work better, the format, you know, just to email us or something of that nature instead, that's fine. Um, but at any rate, um, the update that I was going to give you guys about this case, um, like I said, it's not just, uh, the city of Ormond Beach wasn't just sticking some sort of notice wanting some sort of, you know, fine for us putting in the fence, the paper, and the shipping containers on our property. No, they um, instituted proceedings illegally and unconstitutionally against us. And they think they have this order from a magistrate who used to be a circuit court judge in the area who literally disregarded, disregarded every state law, every constitutional provision, uh, you name it, and gave them an order that says they can come and take our property in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, you name it. Um, they have an order that says that they can come and rip out all of our pavers, rip out our whole privacy fence, rip out our two shipping containers. And if they happen to destroy any of the rest of our house or property in the process, they're immune from any um, kind of damages. And we have to pay them for coming and ripping it all up. Aside from the daily compounding fines and fees for having these things, um, and so they are, it's, it's above and beyond. They're not just telling me I can't have it. They're saying they can come and literally take it. I mean, huge fifth amendment, um, takings clause, like, hello, it's called the takings clause. 
Um, you can't just come and take my stuff. You didn't follow any state laws or procedures on the takings clause. But anyway, that's what they think they have a right to do. We filed our appeal. Uh, we started the appeal process in March of this year. Um, according to all the rules and procedures of the Florida um, courts and court rules and statutes and everything else of that nature. Um, and um, we um, have the appeal still pending. Uh, the last brief that I wrote, so you have as, as an appeal, um, you typically, I started with my emergency request for a stay where the courts, the, for the appellate court to stop the uh, city from coming out and literally destroying our property while my appeal was pending because they thought no big deal. They should be able to just rip up our stuff even while I have an appeal pending. I mean, it's irreparable harm. Once you do it, it's done. But uh, at any rate, I had to fight tooth and nail to get that. Uh, and I did get the stay. Um, they refused to accept service of the stay order. That was a whole nother deal. Thank you. Shout out to James Madison audits, and this is a public service. They were awesome about going and literally bringing a copy of the state order to the Neighborhood Improvement Division and uh, Police Department here to make sure that they couldn't claim some sort of, oops, we didn't know we couldn't tear out your stuff. Um, but anyway, so um, the appeal process started with that um, bigger document where I was laying it all out for the court as to why this was an emergency and why I needed the stay. Uh, we had a few smaller motions in between there, uh, and my first um, brief, my my real first appellate brief, uh, then the city filed an answer brief. The biggest piece of crap I've ever seen filed in any case by any kind of party. I mean, you would think it was an impro par. You would think it was somebody who was representing themselves, who had never gone to college, never gone to law school, you know, just copies and paste, doesn't understand the concept of plagiarism or how to accurately cite to sources or the fact that you don't want to cite to dissenting opinions, overruled opinions, um, cases from other jurisdictions, uh, you know, all kinds of all kinds of craptastic stuff that they put in there. More than half of the cases they cited are literally, by definition, crap. They're not um, they're not binding precedent. Uh, as much as cases would be binding anyway. They're not binding precedent for this case or this jurisdiction. But at any rate, uh, I then filed my reply brief totally ripping to shreds the ridiculous trash that they put forth as the answer brief. And then I filed a motion for oral argument time because God didn't give me a lot of gifts. I'm not the most graceful person. I'm not the thinnest person in the world. You know, I've never been a supermodel, never been accused of, you know, being the coolest kid on campus, you know, yada, yada. I don't play musical instruments. You name it. I don't have a lot of gifts. One of the gifts God gave me was in legal writing and legal research. And I also am blessed to be able to have the gift of oral argument. And does that mean it doesn't make me nervous? No, it makes me nervous. Um, it's, it's very nerve wracking. I have a lot of anxiety over all of it, but I'm good at what I do and I'm going to fight like hell to the best of my ability to preserve my family's freedom, uh, and our home. Literally, they're trying to tear up our home. Um, so anyway, I, I asked and by court rule, it should be a rubber stamp to just give me the oral argument time. When did I file that? July 27th of this year. And then and some of you know, August 1st, I drove up to Michigan uh, to see my friend who is back in the hospital, um, sorry, um, with cancer. And she ended up dying a week later, and we are now raising her 15-year-old. So 
my life uh, kind of went in different directions and I had different court proceedings, guardianships and all kinds of other things to deal with in the meantime. Um, so I wasn't too worried about it, but the court still never said yes to that oral argument time. And the city never responded to my motion. Um, and it was, I want to say, um, the beginning of last week uh, or end of last week, somewhere in there, that out of the blue, the city attorney's secretary, um, they filed, um, uh, they sent an email to the court saying, hey, what, what's going on? Are we going to have this date? Well, we now have a date. I want to say it's January 4th. Um, I have the date and time will be up on our calendar, which you can find on our website, restorefreedomkh.com. You can go to uh, the front page of our website. You'll be able to see a button for our event calendar. We'll have it on there. You can come out and support us. We would love to have your support. Show where something, if you come to support, show them that you mean business and who you're there supporting. Show up with a don't tread on me. Show up with an American flag. Show up with something that screams, I'm an American and the constitution matters show up with something like that. So the judge and these attorneys, they know who is watching them. Uh, but like I said, I, I think it's January 4th. Um, I want to say it's it's 9 a.m. I could be wrong about that. It's only reserved for an hour. So in theory, I'll have you know less than 30 minutes of oral argument time myself. The other side will have oral argument time. And then we'll finally get um, a, a decision from this appellate court. If if this judge does not follow the law, does not follow the constitution and allows them to get away with anything that they've done here, uh, you better believe I will be uh, teaching myself how to file um, the, an appeal at the next stage at the fifth, fifth district court of appeals here in Florida, if necessary, up to the Florida Supreme Court, if necessary, the United, uh, United States Supreme Court, because over my dead body, are they gonna tear apart my house? Are they going to literally come and tear up my privacy fence, papers on my own property that don't have any impact or, or negative effect on anybody else whatsoever? The two uh, shipping containers that were actually required to have uh, per city code, required to have them. They're trying to have us rip those out. They serve as our garage um, and they're in our backyard behind our fence, painted the same color as the fence. They want to rip all that out because their egos are too big and because they want to selectively enforce. Mind you, the city attorney's office itself is violating some of the exact same provisions of the city code they're claiming that I'm violating. If that's not selective enforcement, I don't know what is. Mind you, in my own neighborhood, within one quarter of a mile from my house, I'm on beachside, so we have a quarter of a mile radius from ocean to river and quarter mile from uh, one of the main roads to the, another main road down here. And you take that quarter mile radius just on the three types of things that they claim I'm not doing right, the, the three violations they claim I have, there are 810 other violations within a quarter mile radius of my home that are of the same exact kind. 810 in a quarter mile radius. If you multiply that by the uh, land mass of the entire city, that's over 115,000 concurrent violations of just those three kinds of things that the city is, is saying, nope, those are fine. We're going to go after her. But all the rest of these are totally fine. It's garbage. That's what that is. And so if I'm not willing to stand up and fight for my rights and fight for the rights of anybody else going through any of this stuff, then who would be? So as soon as I'm done winning this battle, uh, I then have to sue the crap out of these assholes. I'm going to sue the crap out of each and every one of them 
who will have stood there like the the um, Janet Bruce, who works for the city of Ormond Beach, who, who testified in February that she has the right to come onto my property, come right onto my front porch, take pictures, do whatever she wants to. She has the right to do that because the Constitution doesn't apply to her or the city attorney who in the hearing said that she doesn't have the time to read the one page statute, Florida statute 70.45, that explicitly says that I have the right to stop them from violating my rights by serving them with a notice and they can't do anything further in the action until they reply in writing and have a whole process followed. And she said, I didn't have the time to read a one page statute or that special magistrate who used to be a circuit court judge for many, many years, who literally just said, oh, your arguments are without merit, but didn't actually bother to say, how on earth the constitution itself is without merit or how any kind of city code or code enforcement could override any clear glaring issues with the constitution? No, they're gonna be held personally accountable. So anyway, that is my update for you guys about the city of Ormond Beach, that we will be fighting them tooth and nail. And I'm gonna teach my kids that you stand up for what's right and you do your research and you do your homework. And that's another thing I want to make perfectly clear to all of you. There's a lot of freedom fighters. If you're on my channel, if you're watching any of my videos, if you've ever, you know, gotten in contact with me and wanting legal advice about any of this stuff, there's the, the good chance out there that you are a freedom fighter. And if you are a freedom fighter, I'm going to ask that you not necessarily um, seek legal counsel, that you go to an attorney. In fact, most of the time I'm going to say stay away from attorneys because most attorneys don't know the Constitution from a hole in the ground, okay? So what you need to do, though, is you need to make sure you are reading it. You need to make sure you are reading the policies and the procedures and, you know, you have to know what you're fighting against. Now, the very stuff that they are claiming they could use to enforce against you might be um, a local resolution, which is not a law, but you have to read it. You have to know it. You have to know what your state laws say about resolutions or if your constitution, your state constitution says about resolutions, you have to know what's there. Executive orders, if you're a local government official, or your state government official, your governor, whatever, is going to issue proclamations and all these orders, executive orders, ordering you to do something and acting as, as though it's enforceable as a matter of law, then you need to read them and you need to know what your state says, what your state law says, what your state constitution says about executive orders. So you know what you're dealing with and you know how to fight back. And yes, if you have to pay attention to court cases because you have to be able to speak their own language and use it against them. Does it mean that court cases are actually what rule the day? No, because cases are not law, because the judicial branch does not make law. The judicial branch is supposed to find resolutions to disputes between specific parties, but it doesn't create law and it doesn't enforce law. And the executive branch does not create law. It only enforces the actual law. And there is no law unless it's constitutional because the constitution, as it says on the screen here, the constitution is the supreme law of the land. And if there is any law, if there's a state law, federal law, executive order, city ordinance, city resolution, any of those things that violate the U.S. Constitution or your state constitution, then it is void on its face. But you have to read that stuff. You have to do your homework. So what is my point? My point is that you do your homework before you start going forth. Um, there was recently something shared with me where this freedom fighting group of people filed this a uh, big, you know, document with the Michigan State Legislature, and they're demanding time to be able to have some sort of legislative hearing on this on this document on this issue. And really, what it is is they're saying it's a writ of mandamus, and they have 
as an affidavit. They've attached this big court file that was filed with the uh, U.S. Um, Court of Appeals Fourth Circuit and all this information. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, a writ of mandamus where you're trying to mandate, you're trying to force something, a government official or entity to do something. You don't bring that to your state legislature, at least not in any policy or procedure I've ever seen. So why are you doing that? And if it's a fourth circuit court of appeals and you're in Michigan, the, the Michigan's in the sixth circuit. So you're not even talking about something that's directly relevant uh, to what's happening in your own state. So there's just, my point is, don't waste the time and the effort and get people's hopes up, especially if you're going to try to publicize this and parade it around like, hey, this is our ticket to freedom. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. Great. Do it within the right realms. Do it in the right way. And like I said, you, you can't always trust an attorney to be the one to give you the right advice, but read the documents yourselves. Read the Constitution. Read the state laws. Read those court procedures so that you can be accurate and and really know where to bring those things. Um, <laughs> um, go ahead and call. Um, caller, there was a caller thinking about calling, and um, and then I apparently I was um, spewing some fire, and uh, now he's afraid to call. Um, <laughs> so go ahead and call. Um, let me see. Um, Okay, I just want to double check comments here and uh, see if I've overlooked any. Um... Hello, Florida caller. What's going on? Oh, I recognize that voice. That's a voice that also sometimes comes with uh, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, my kids uh, don't understand the concept of moderation with cookies that are big enough to cover their entire face, but um, they do love them. So thank you. Yeah, it's tough with those cookies. Those are uh, those are the best. Uh, those are the best around, and uh, uh, it's okay for me not to be real humble on that one. Yes. <laughs> um. And, uh, well, I didn't see if you had sent another message other than just the thought of calling in. Was there a, a specific uh, comment or topic or question that you wanted to bring today? No, I, I love, uh, no, there's not, uh, Catherine. I was just, uh, you were, you were spitting some fire there and I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to throw you off, uh, off, uh, your track there, but, uh, I, I love it when, uh, I love the passion. Uh, I, I just uh, love it. So uh, I love this format and uh, you, you should probably actually do more of it in, in my humble opinion. Uh, I, I can certainly do that. I, uh, I know that we put tons of time and effort into it and it, it just, well, you know, um, you and I talked, uh, first of all, what can, I know the many names you go by. What is your caller name today? What name would you be today? No, it's Potion, of course. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but I can tell people what your channel is, I assume. Yeah, yeah, of course. This, um, uh, this is a public service. Yeah, so th this is a public service, um, is, is the YouTube channel. Um, he's the person I spoke of earlier a few different times, but um, uh, he goes by Potion in the chat as well. Well, no, I think it says this is a public service is how you come up there, but people refer to him as Potion. Um, 
So if you see other people's comments in the chat, that's who they're talking about is the caller that we have on uh, right now. And um, with that, I totally lost my brain. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the you and I talked uh, over the weekend about the being my channel being essentially blacklisted and it's there, but it gets like, you know, uh, let me let me just kind of back up and say to people that are maybe new. I, I really don't like doing videos, okay? Um, and I, I really hate social media, but you know, when, when the real media isn't doing their damn jobs, then the rest of us have to do what we can with what we have. And so 2020 was the first time I ever did any kind of video of anything. And it was, um, it was negating some of what the governor was talking about in Michigan in 2020 with her little press conferences and her propaganda shows. And so um, I, I finally started when Facebook was screwing with me and screwing with my connection and doing things weird. I finally decided I'd go over to YouTube. And that was in October of 2020 at the beginning. I was actually October 2nd, 2020. And within three weeks, I had 10,000 followers on YouTube. And then YouTube had me stuck at 10,000 followers for two years. <laughs> it wouldn't let my channel grow until just recently. So, I mean, clearly, it's just not statistically likely that I would stay at 10,000. It's just not. It's just not a, a statistic that's, that's reasonable. So, anyway, um, that's what I was worried about is if it's going to be one of those things where I bust my hump trying to get something to work and make it a format people like and enjoy. And then it just, you know, for whatever reason, just the, the normal, you know... Um, things that keep me blocked on the social media platforms or whatever, that if it was going to be something that didn't seem to be very successful, I wasn't going to do it more. But what would you think would be, um, you said more often, what do you think would be something uh, well-received by people such as yourself? Yeah, I, feel, I think that, I think that you're going to get traction with this. And I, I, you know, what there's, there's 20 people on right now. I think that that number will grow exponentially that, you know, I, this is the new news. You know, people don't trust uh, people don't trust mainstream news because they they shouldn't, and you know they they cast people as idiots, and there's certainly a good number of idiots still tuning in. But people that care about what's going on with their country are looking for outlets. They're looking for for ways to solve these problems and. And yours, you know, yours is a voice that, that can certainly help people solve those problems. So, you know, I, I certainly don't want you to to, to give up on, on that because, you're, one, you're a huge resource for me. But, uh, you know, I, I think this is, uh, this is just the beginning of this, uh, you know, of, of this new liberty movement. You know, there's there's been many liberty movements in our country's history but uh, this is just another iteration uh, of of the people uh, you know speaking truth to power and I, I think you should just stay at it okay I will certainly do that um, I do have some people commenting about um, maybe doing a later time slot I've done actual surveys on this before and it always seemed that this Tuesday at noon kind of thing was the one that got the most feedback but what are your thoughts on that do you think it would be better if I try to do something in the evening um yeah I, I, I guess I don't really have an opinion on that um 
you know, people, there's people in both those, in both those time slots, you know, there's, there's no shortage of people. The people just have to, to find you and actually tune in and listen to, uh, you know, the, the advice that you're, that you're giving, uh, that you're giving them. Okay. That's my opinion. It just occurred to me, I, I don't know why I never thought of this before, but maybe if I did um, increase it so it's more than once a month, maybe if I started off with one that stays at this time slot and then two weeks later I do one that's more of the when people get out of work time slot and then I can see if, you know, that kind of is able to cater to both sets of people as you talk about, so. Yeah, and I, and I can see it uh, as success grows, I can see it growing and being uh, much more than that. So that, that, that'd be my hope. I'm not sure if it'd be your, <laughs> yours or not, but uh, that'd certainly be my hope. My only hope is that I get enough feedback to know that I'm on the right track of God's mission for me, which I am sure is to educate as many people as possible about the Constitution and the source of power and authority for our government and lim proper limitations on our government. Uh, basically, all things Constitution. And law. So, you know, that's that's my ultimate goal is to help educate and whether it's educating public officials by kicking their butts in a courtroom battle or whether it's educating people in a video like this, talking to people from all walks of life. Um, I mean, that's just my ultimate goal. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I think there's an appetite for it. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly... Uh, you know, I know that I know what my appetite for it is. So, um, you know, I, I there's a ton for me to learn, and uh, I'm I'm happy to to call you a friend and be able to learn from you. So I won't stay on the line. I'll uh, I'll just say thank you, and uh, I look forward to the next call-in segment with constitutional attorney Catherine Henry. All right, sounds awesome. Well, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yep. Have a good one. I'm not sure what happened there. We had an awkward disconnection, but that's all right. That's one of our great freedom fighting friends. Um, we always enjoy having him on. Um, let's see. Um, uh, Blind Justice is commenting to gather your own data on which would be more effective at reaching live audiences. And just so you guys know, um, I'm all I'm OCD. I'm all about doing the research. I'm all about having uh, being informed and making informed choices. And not only did I do polls and all that, but I've looked at the YouTube and Facebook data, especially YouTube. I think it's a much better um, picture. It gives you a lot of visual charts and things as to your peak hours of views. And and that's back in the day when I would get you know hundreds of thousands of views on videos, not hundred views on videos um, back when I, whatever, I don't know what the issue is. Um, so at any rate, um, yeah, so I think that's what we'll do. Um, if you, if any of you are interested in seeing um, an evening time slot, I will um, certainly uh, try to put that together and do um, every, you know, essentially every two weeks. So the second week of the month, we will do um, the, um, the noon time slot and the fourth week of the month, we could do an evening time slot. Uh, most likely would have to be a Tuesday. Um, I'm just thinking of my kids' schedules. I think that's the one day a week that we don't have uh, practice or a game or, you know, something, a uh, church group or something like that. 
Uh, but uh, reach out and let me know if there's a time, um, Eastern Standard Time, that you guys think would work. I'd love to hear from you. Um, if it's a five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, please don't tell me it's any later than that because these days I'm getting old and I want to go to sleep not that long after eight o'clock sometimes. So uh, anyway, uh, my kids are wearing me out. But um, let's see. Um, I'm just looking at the chat here, making sure... Um, if more people are well-educated and stand with each other, the fight is easier. The education is crucial, so efforts are done efficiently. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, of course, I'd agree with you because that's coming from Lori, who's uh, one of the trio of the Restore Freedom core team here. But um, yeah, and we could do a YouTube poll as well. I think we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. Um, I don't know, Lori, if you have some idea on wording, I can try to get that posted as soon as we uh, shut off here for today. Um, What? <laughs> I'm just trying to read one of the comments here. I would not get, oh, shadow banned. If I was out working on will it starts in my underwear, but you can't talk about the most important document in the world. Exactly, it, exactly. Um, and Amy, I'm so glad we got you uh, here with us today as we did from the beginning, but uh, your comment, the educational part is crucial as folks feel very overwhelmed with everything that's going on. And uh, Mrs. Justice, uh, don't forget to hit that thumbs up, friends. Uh, help the algorithm. Absolutely, please do. Please do help the algorithm. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Hit the uh, subscribe button. Get that notification button in YouTube or um, I don't even remember if there's one in Rumble. But uh, we have cut down our streaming platforms to only be YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble these days. Uh, I do upload the shorter 10-minute videos to TikTok uh, because, unfortunately, there's far too many people of all ages that uh, watch that uh, those kind of videos on that particular platform every single day. Uh, I'm not one of them, I'm going to be honest. Um, so I don't interact a whole lot on that platform. But anyway, we do post the videos on there. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, if I had some crazy, you know, liberal crap, you know, some I was dressed like a cross-dresser or doing some other kinds of crazy crap, I'm sure I'd get a lot more views because, you know, I wouldn't be shadow banned as much. But, you know, me talking about the Constitution and freedom, that's awful. Um, and am I looking into Truth Social uh, is a question asked by John Q. Public. No, we actually had Truth Social for quite a while. Um, about, uh, I think it was a year, maybe a little bit longer than that. And the amount of views that we were getting on Truth Social uh, was just, it was abysmal. Uh, I have my personal page. I have the Restore Freedom page. We were posting things. We're doing all kinds of stuff on there, doing polls, you know, our true or false questions that we do on Tuesdays. Uh, we post them at 10 a.m. The answers are posted at 10 p.m. Now we're just doing them on YouTube. We weren't getting enough um, action on some of those things on the other platforms. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, yeah, so we've tried a variety of platforms. Those of you who are asking about what platforms that we've tried, uh, we at, at times we've been on um, Gab Social, we've been on Parlor. Uh, we actually joined uh, Parlor in uh, September of 2020. Uh, just, you know, saw a lot of, you know, immediately a lot of followers and a lot of uh, action. And then all of a sudden it dwindled down. And even people like 
um, Dinesh D'Souza on, on Parlor are not getting a lot of traction on, on you know, posts and, and things like that. So it just, and, and it, it's clunky. Um, uh, let's see what was one of those other ones. Clout Hub was one of them. Um, Truth Social, uh, um, Locals. Um, oh, goodness. I mean, there's been many, 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 many different platforms. Some of the blogging platforms like Medium and Blogger and, you know, um, we were on Discord and Reddit and all kinds of things. So, uh, you know, all kinds of different technical issues as well as for the most part, it was just a lack of people interacting with us on the platforms. And... Um, we didn't try Brighton because it's more of just a posting thing. At least it was. I don't know if they've changed it. Um, there was no live streaming option. And um, in for the most part, I was only doing live streams. It's only recent with season three that we've switched to more of a, um, you know, posting kind of a, a way to do things. Um, and the only one that we post the videos to uh, where we don't live stream is TikTok. So uh, TikTok has decided I'm not cool enough to allow me that option to be able to uh, use the RMTP connection to stream out and whatever. I mean, TikTok, fine, be that way. I don't care. Um, but at least we're hopefully going to reach a few people uh, that only go to that uh, uh, short attention platform <laughs> known as TikTok. Um, anyway, so I think I have gotten to all of the questions, comments, and concerns that I saw in the chat. Um, and it looks like um, looks like I've gotten through the um, the ones that Lori Lori's helping me by pulling over ones from Rumble and Facebook into a a little chat that she and I have since I can't you know it's just the technology is not working with me to be able to see it in OBS here where we're streaming from now. Um, of course, we don't have a caller on right now. Sorry about that. Um, you got to bear with me because usually Lori was in the background helping with different things and she could change and put different comments on the screen and do all kinds of stuff when we used Melon. Lori has absolutely zero control over anything on the screen now, so you can't blame her for any of the faux pas that are happening. It's all on me. Uh, and so um, those of you who have my cell phone number, by all means, shoot me a text or something. <laughs> Maybe I'll see it if uh, you see something on the screen that I was supposed to change. Um, I'd love to be able to make it a, a, a better uh, presentation for everybody. So um, please read and consider assisting us with our SCOTUS case. Um, if you, Blind Justice, if you sent me a SCOTUS case, I don't recall having information on that. So, I mean send something if you have something. Um, I, I mean, you talked about, did you say it on the phone today? I'm trying to think you talked about several different things. I didn't think you had actually mentioned uh, a case at the Supreme court, but, um, maybe there's just too much conversation today. And I've, I've, I don't remember correctly. Um, and a case out of the fifth circuit, I need to read Liberty causes talking about, uh, Liberty Cause, I don't know if you're talking about Fifth District Court of Appeals, if you're talking about Fifth Circuit as in Federal Circuit Court, in which case it's not our circuit, we're in the Eleventh Circuit, um, and uh, there's always lots of cases to read. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to you sending something to me if you know of a particular one, um, but, uh, oh, okay, so Foshan sent me um, the case from Blind Justice, Um Oh, I did start looking at that. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
I okay, I, that makes sense. That's actually the case uh, that came to my mind when you were talking about that on the phone, and um, you know how the justice system kind of shuts out people with uh, you know various uh, requests for reasonable accommodation, etc. So um, yes, I did. Uh, I did read some of that. Um, did not realize that you were seeking um, assistance from me on it. So I could definitely give it more of a look. Um, but with that being said, I uh, can't believe we've already gone for two hours, but, um, oh, if the case is not good, Liberty Cause, then I don't care because it's, it's not even in our circuit. You know, there's a lot of bad cases all over in every jurisdiction every day. Bad case stuff, every jurisdiction, every day from every level of court. Um, so yeah, there's going to be bad ones out there, but my only concern is if there's one that seems to be directly precedential to my case, which would be, um, you know, one that's from the 11th circuit court of appeals, uh, or in the fifth, uh, district court of appeals in the Florida, um, court system. But anyway, um, um, John Q public says, awesome job. Um, you make people's day brighter in a dim future. War is imminent and it's going to take a force of war to take back the Constitution. It had to be done before in the 18th century. Um, and Blue Steel says, thank y'all at uh, Catherine Henry and staff making Central Florida strong. Um, so uh, let's see. And we're trying to get a good amicus brief for our case, Blind Justice says. So um, thank you to all of you who are joining in and supporting, commenting, asking questions, sharing stories and comments. Um, you know, all of this works together. And to each and every one of you who did call in today, especially, let alone the, the words of encouragement that are put into the comments, etc. Um, it really means a lot to me because to hear, especially that there's people even from across the country, but um, certainly uh, people, you know, in this state and in other states, I really appreciate knowing that because there's times where I feel like I'm not doing what I've been called to do. I'm not educating people. I'm not reaching people and uh, that I, I'm somehow failing in what I'm being called to do. And maybe I need to be doing it differently. Maybe I need to stop doing the videos. Maybe I need to, I, I don't know. And um, so anyway, to hear that feedback from you guys, to hear that I am making a positive impact, that I am making a difference, and I'm helping to educate people, uh, even if it's one person at a time, if I'm making a difference, um, it's it's helpful for me to hear that so I can know that I'm on the right track and I'm doing um, the, you know, the thing I'm being called to do in the right manner. So I really appreciate all of that. Um, so uh, <laughs> give me Catherine or give me death. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, if we ever did bumper stickers again, I think that should be the new bumper sticker. Uh, that is right up there with the one that we had in 2020. For those of you, uh, and thank you. Thank you, Amy, uh, who says you are absolutely making a difference. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate that. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I'm not much of a crier, but um, several of your uh, the, the people commenting in the calls and, and in the chat today have uh, definitely brought tears to my eyes. Luckily, I've been able to suck them back in and they haven't rolled down my face because um, I, I, you know, I only wear makeup on days I do the show and then it would be everywhere. But um, anyway, the only other good, I'll just leave you guys with this, that um, if you don't know my story about what happened to me election day of 2020, uh, go to my website, restorefreedomkh.com. You'll see a few different videos that I have highlighted there. 
And yes, I know I need to, you know, refix the the uh, front page of our website, give it a, a, a new makeover. But uh, hey, the Constitution page is up. I forgot to say that today, everyone. If you go to RestoreFreedomKH.com, go to the Resources tab, you can then go to Constitutions. Now, only the um, uh, U.S. Constitution is the full text that I've been able to get in, embedded into the, uh, into the page of our website. Uh, all of the other state constitutions are merely links to the official uh, state legislature version of the state constitutions. Uh, but all 50 state constitutions are now linked on there. And so big shout out to Lori to help, uh, who helped me getting all those. And I was finally able to get them on and get it live. And uh, I will work as diligently as I can to end up putting at least a few of the state constitutions, the full text actually embedded word for word into our website because I'm still working on our constitution app to replace the old one that we had that was costing me an arm and a leg out of my own pocket because we weren't having anybody sponsor it. Um, and so at any rate, um, give me one second. I'm just going to uh, take a break from what I was saying to... Um, Oh, yes. So saying put it on my business cards. Yes. So the give me Catherine or give me death. Um, uh, so at any rate, the um, the only other thing that I wanted to say that was even better than that was on Election Day 2020, when I was violently arrested by three grown men, sheriff's deputies who couldn't spell the word law, let alone constitution, and violated several laws, several parts of the Constitution, and arrested me when I showed up to be an attorney for people circulating a constitutional amendment petition that I happened to be the lead attorney of. Um, anyway, they violently arrested me in front of my then six-year-old daughter, and the whole thing was uh, ugly and chaotic. It took me almost two years to get the case finally dismissed. Thousands of dollars of out-of-pocket costs, not to pay an attorney, of course, because I represented myself, uh, but in all the court filing fees and the transcript fees and the appeals fees and the amount of appeals briefs I had to write, I've never written so many appeals briefs in my entire life uh, than I did for that case. But that day when I was brutally arrested by Allegan County Sheriff's Department illegally and unconstitutionally, I was also then elected to uh, office. I was uh, reelected. Uh, well, I was already elected as a precinct delegate, but I was uh, elected that day officially as a Georgetown Township trustee, uh, basically a city council member, but for the township version. And so um, that very day I was arrested, then elected. And so we thought about putting that on t-shirts and um, on bumper stickers, arrested, then elected. Uh, hashtag would be for Catherine Henry, because I'm the only one in history who has been arrested and then elected on the same day. So anytime I can stand up for the Constitution, you bet. Am, am I the one? Am I the only attorney willing to be arrested to support and defend the Constitution? I might be. But it doesn't matter if I'm the only attorney or not, because I know that it's my calling and I have taken the oath to support and defend the U.S. and state constitutions. So anyway, with that being said, um, 
It looks like we've had some great comments closing out today's chat. I really appreciate all of you. Uh, if you haven't taken a look at any of those videos, take a look at the videos that we alluded to and somewhat discussed today. Uh, some of them are as short as five minutes. The longest one is 15 minutes. So it's still not that long, but some great topics. That way you can be a little bit more informed when you're inundated with all the, the press coverage about the Trump trials. And is it the DC trial or is it the New York trial? Is it the Georgia trial? What's going on with the Michigan alternate electors that are being prosecuted by Attorney General Dana Nessel? You know, what are all these things? Is in, Do we really have to pay income taxes? What is common law? Is common law a good thing? All the things that are rolling around in uh, mainstream media as well as alternate media sources, I'm trying to make sure I'm bringing these topics to you in a usable, viable format. Generally speaking, they're 10 minutes or less. So take, um, take a look at all those. Um, I believe I have the links for all of them uh, in the um, description. If not, um, it's just the titles, but uh, check it out on our YouTube, uh, Facebook, or Rumble channels. It's going to be Season 3, Episode 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Those are the ones that we've released in the last month. And look forward, look for more that we will be releasing in the coming weeks as well. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much, everyone. Uh, I will definitely look at how we can uh, do an evening show on the fourth week of the month. We might try to do that yet this month, although with the holidays, it might be a little trickier to do that. I might have to wait uh, or might have to rearrange what week of the month that we're doing it on. Um, perhaps even the same month or same week of the, the month. I don't know, but I'd love to have your feedback. So Go ahead and let us know if you want to reach out to us at contact at restorefreedomkh.com. Now that we're closing out today's video, we're not going to necessarily get all the notifications about chat that are coming in or comments made on the video. So if you can let us know, reach out, like I said, to contact at restorefreedomkh.com and give us your thoughts on a time slot that you think, say, on a Tuesday afternoon or evening that would work the best uh, Eastern Standard Time to be able to get the most engagement on an alternate time slot for a Colin show just like this. That would be awesome. Um, again, contact at RestoreFreedomKH.com and we look forward to seeing you on our next uh, full uh, live episode and uh, checking out those 10-minute videos in between. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Our work to restore freedom would not be possible without support from people just like you. From the various software and hardware needed to the legal research materials, every dollar you can donate helps. Make sure to like and share this video too. And remember to follow and subscribe and click that notification button. Together, we can restore freedom.